The following is brought to you in association with and from a proud partner of the Shining Wizards Network. Entertainment here. is Radioactive Metal, your source for news, views, tunes, and interviews. Here are your hosts, Snowy, Rock, Corrine, and Aaron. What's everyone? Welcome to a, well, dude, a happy, happy, happy Halloween episode of Radioactive Metal. This is episode 721, and I'm Snowy White. And this is Aaron, and dear listeners, this episode is brought to you by the fine folks at True Call Coffee, who, in this fine Southern American tradition, are already ignoring Halloween and moving on to Christmas. The Krampus what? roast is out. Oh, oh, okay. The Krampus roast is out, which I wanted to, like, you know, bust their chops a bit more because I'm like, okay, Christmas is not October 31st. Like, November 1st is the earliest I really want to celebrate Christmas. Like, right. We can start talking it November 1st. But until then, like, I need my 31 days of October because it's the only 31 days of the year I feel completely normal. 
So, mm-hmm. anyway, True Call Coffee has the Krampus Roast out. Head out to True Call Coffee, T-R-V-E-K-V-L-T, coffee.com. Go out there. You can check it out. Get on the mailing list. Order the Krampus Roast. Pre-order the Krampus Roast. Make sure you are aware of everything that's going on with True Call Coffee because they are making coffee for metal people. And Krampus Roast kind of gets a pass for like the the whole Halloween thing because it's <laughs> still more like Halloweeny than Christmassy. I mean, it I is, know Krampus definitely. is a Christmas thing, but that's where the crossover happens. It's like the Jack Skellington Christmas thing. It's like, eh you're still pretty much a horror show walking here. So come on over to Halloween. But yeah, True Call Coffee, T-R-V-E-K-V-L-T, coffee.com. Possess yourself a cup today. Happy Halloween, Snowman. What's going on? Snowy? They're going to... Hi, I'm here. Oh, there we go. Good. I'm... You cut out of okay. me for a minute. Keep Sorry. going. <laughs> this episode, um, once again, because actually with our birthday spectacular last week, thanks everyone listening here that that tuned in for that. We're kind of going to do the same thing. We were celebrating last week, and we're celebrating this week as well, from the birthday to Halloween, and um, so I figured, okay, let's let's just let's just do it again. Let's forsake most of of the segments. I got a fistful of metal here that's kind of Halloweeny related, and we're just gonna talk about whatever we want, Halloween and horror related, particularly. I got, I got a laundry list of some stuff. This will be coming out Friday, uh, just a couple days before Halloween. So we want to give everyone that downloaded the, you know, the day, the day of, or streamed it the day of. This is you. You'll have two, 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 three days of our recommendations, and hopefully you can get to as many of those as possible but like like i said um we do have a a fistful of metal here and we're going to get one in for our mandatory metal segment for true cavalt coffee but before we do that before we do that got a little bit of radioactive metal house cleaning here um my october horror movie challenge course our longtime listeners will know exactly what that is it's just for many many years now i've been doing the uh watching 31 horror movies throughout the month of october leading up to halloween and as we speak it is october 26th and i am at movie number 26 hey hey rock on now yeah. I know you've been posting those on your personal Facebook page. Have you been also posting those on the Radioactive Metal Facebook page? No, I figure what I'm going to do is I'll make a big list at the end of the month. And because, no, I'm sorry, I really haven't been doing that. I probably should have been. I got to be a little more. Yeah, I got to. I got to be a little. <laughs> got to be a little more active. 
with that. But I'm on course. As a matter of fact, I've had a couple movies where I've I fell asleep about half halfway through. So I'm not I'm not counting those. So yeah, yeah, I I'm off and running now. It's it's it has been tough. It has been tough with various things going on. Just like just last night, which I'll talk about this more next week when we kind of get back to our radioactive metal normalcy, whatever that that might be. I I checked out a really cool ska band came through town, and I know that you're uh, you're kind of big on the ska. Yeah, give me a horn section and distorted guitars any day of the week I'm in. Well, you would have been proud of me last night, because ska is really not my thing, but you would have been, you really would have been proud of me, because I got right into K-Man and the 45s, a really cool ska band on Stompbox, on Stomp Records up here in Canada. And yeah, I got taken right in, blown away. I got right into it, and I just I found myself dancing right in front of the stage. The term would be skanking. Skanking, yeah, yes, skanking, yeah, yes, fair enough. Okay, but isn't with skanking? Isn't there certain movements or certain a certain way of doing it? Well, describe I, your movements and let's let's oh, see. Oh, it was it was anything. It was I was just kind of going with the music. Oh, so um, Mrs. Snowy had you out turning tricks again. She had you working <laughs> the pole. I gotcha. There we go. I gotcha. There we go. Yeah, no so, one wants to see that. T- typically, when you're skanking, skanking is you've got your arms kind of picked up parallel to the ground, right? And you're moving them back and forth. Um, and you're picking your knees up, alternating with your arms. Oh, okay, yes, yes. Okay, no, that was not me. All right, so you're working the pole. Well, uh, that's yeah, nice. Was... How were the tips? <laughs> the tips? <laughs> don't, 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 don't bet on the Blue Jays. <laughs> the, the, the tip, yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so it was it was a fantastic time, and we'll get more into it next week. Um, for us right now, this week, let's get on with some Halloweeny goodness, courtesy of the good folks at True Cavalt Coffee. Brand new Necrogoblicon is about is uh, is is out now. Um, Say that three times fast. Yeah, 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 but. But I decided, you know what, I'm going to go back into the discography a bit. The Welcome to Bonkers record, because this particular song, okay, one of my, one of Mrs. Snowy's work, workmates, a woman that, that she works with, I want to say hello to Allie, she sent this song as a recommend for me to check out she sent this this song to her and i'm like oh yeah no no that's cool i, I know who necrogoblicon are but hey thanks so much so for our good buddy ally this is and for true cavalt coffee in our mandatory metal this is necrogoblicon with dressed as goblins
is at the top of his class in medical school. How can you teach such drivel? These people are here to learn and you're closing their minds before they even have a chance. What are He's you? brilliant, but a little weird. I've broken the six to 12 minute barrier. I've conquered brain death. His experiments have always been unorthodox. It was dead. I but lately they're getting out of hand. And he's just made a discovery that could wake up the dead. Herbert West has affected reanimation in dead animal tissue. What are you thinking? How do you feel? You? 15 cc's of reagent being administered. Once you wake up the dead, you've got a real mess on your hands. <laughs> Dead? Not anymore. Herbert West brought a lot of dead people back to life. And not one of them showed any appreciation. H.P. Lovecraft's classic tale of horror, Reanimator. Mr. West. You'll never get credit for my discovery. Who's going to believe a talking head? Get a job in a sideshow. It will scare you to pieces. Hey, dude, I know we just played a ghoul song last 
last episode, but hey, it's Halloween. You know, what more, who's more Halloween-y than the Mighty Ghoul? And I also picked up their intermediate level hardcore uh, four-track covers EP featuring their covers of uh, the Dayglo Abortions and the Mighty Guar featuring Odorous. That is Ghoul with Americanized. Going way back, way back to that first Hello record with the Mighty Guar, one of the very first Guar songs that I ever heard. So when I grabbed this EP, it's Halloween. Got to give her some more ghoul, for sure, for sure. And Radioactive Metal alum. I'll never, I remember, I'll never forget interviewing ghoul, okay? They were naked of face, though, but... They were totally within character the whole the whole time. It was, it was absolutely fantastic. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right on, right on. So once again, like, like like I said, we're just we're it's it's a Halloween party. I got some fireball going here in my Ghostbusters mug that I'm making shots with in my Friday the thirteenth uh, shot shot glass here. So Hey, let's turn Wednesday night into Saturday night once again. Um, so we're just going to, whatever we want to talk about. What's going on with you? All right, first thing I want to know is McDonald's up in Canada. Well, so, well, I, this is going to be a two-part question. Because um, I, I want to ask about, you know, Canadian uh, specifics in McDonald's. Because, you know, they always do something different for the other areas. But... You know, here in America, McDonald's primarily burgers and fries. But mm-hmm. I don't know if this was ever a thing in the Canadian McDonald's, but here in the States in the 80s and possibly the 90s, uh, every Halloween, you could get your Happy Meal in a boo bucket. A boo bucket. So th- this is something you've never heard of? No, no. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so... Do you know what a McDonald's Happy Meal is, for starters? Yes. Okay. So, you know, it's a little cardboard box, comes with a toy, blah, 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 right? So, Mm -hmm. um, at Halloween, you would get this little plastic bucket that you could use for trick-or-treating. It would have a nice little lid on it, and it'd be a pumpkin face, a ghoul face, a ghost face. Um, This year, it looks like witches, but this is the first year they've had them in I don't know how long. And I remember telling my wife just like a year or two ago, I'm like, you know, if McDonald's brought back the boo buckets for Halloween, they probably wouldn't be able to handle the volume. And apparently a lot of people felt that way and rumors started circulating. And um, so, you know, we, I was a week ago yesterday, uh, October 18th, that they started selling the boot buckets. So I went out that day for lunch and got my wife and I happy meals. <laughs> right on. Yeah. So I'm surrounded by boot buckets right now because we've gotten a couple a couple of buckets. The kids and I went um, over the weekend. I got the pumpkin bucket, which is what I wanted. So technically I'm done. Like I don't need to go back. But my daughter still wants the ghost. So we went and looked tonight and they only had the orange buckets, you know, the pumpkin buckets. So mm-hmm. we're hoping the ghost will be coming up soon, but I can't believe that's really not a thing in, in the Canadian McDonald's. It it could be. I have just me and Rotten Ronnies. We just do not get along. Okay, I, and at, I, I totally all. get that. You should you should at least swing by and check. 
I was just thinking that. Yeah, as you were as you were telling me all this, I'm like, okay, you know what? Maybe you know, maybe tomorrow on my way home after work or whatever, I should swing in just to see if you know this this has my curiosity going. And you know, it is that it is that time of year now. Get it's what happens in the U.S. with these you know these 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 places doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be happening up here. So. I would yeah. think, though, that this is a big enough thing that it might be international, at least to the, to the U.S. and Canada. Um, the mm. neat thing they did this year, and I mean, honestly, it was them cheaping out. The buckets are still cool, and as part of the handle, they made, like, hats. They kind of made the lid look like a thing, so they put this extra thing across the handle. I wish they wouldn't have done that because it makes it harder to use the pail that way. Um, cause I mean, I'm going to put treats and things in it, but you can't fully put it down because of the way they did it. But then they would right. cover it, the top with cardboard to keep your, uh, food still warm. So it's still kind of like a lid, but the cardboard was also activity stickers. And so you have these little skeleton creatures and stickers. You can decorate your s- stickers. So I am in my glory right now, dude. Like I've got mm. the uh, the McDonald's boo buckets of when I was a kid, and I have sticker activities to do. Like I I don't know if we can get much cooler right now. <laughs> right on, right on, right on. Okay, yeah, I'm definitely going to check that out before we go any further. Yeah. Though, okay, this is something that I want to talk about first. First and foremost. You brought up Rob Zombie's The Munsters last, last week. week. Yes. You said so you saw it and all that. You waited for me to see it. The it wasn't available on Netflix up here, but this past weekend I snagged a copy on DVD. Rock on. And Rock I on. watched it a second time in preparation. <laughs> okay so i figured okay now is the time because you wanted to wait wait until i saw it i I checked it out and yeah what's what was your verdict on it well let me tell you the second time around it was better Mm -hmm. and i love a movie that gets better the second time and chances are a third time it's going to get even better um can I, I, I'm going to tell you one of my big highlights. I'm looking to see if I can find, apparently it's not in my playlist. Hang on. Um, okay. Herman Munster and the Punk Rods. <laughs> Dude, right. that, that was the best. But the song, um, that song, I got a million of them. Where he's like, mm-hmm. I don't have an attitude problem. Or no, was it? I don't have a bad attitude. I just have a personality you can't handle. Is that it? Mm-hmm. Uh, dude. <laughs> yeah. I love that song. That that song felt like something I've heard before, uh, or should have heard before. Like it absolutely felt like a punk rock kind of thing, and I absolutely loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I I gotta say, especially the second time, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it the second time. That the first time it was a little weird, and my my biggest complaints are the whole thing should have been shot in black and white. I I think they should have done it like they did Werewolf by Night, where they should have shot in black and white maybe until they got to America. Mm. You know? Mm. And then they could have, you know, because that would have kind of given it like the old country vibe, right? 
But then right. when I think about some of the gags they did, like the one with uh, Herman Munster. Oh, yeah. And spoilers, everybody. If yeah, you haven't so seen it, definitely pause this. But um, <laughs> the scene where Herman's got like the, the balloon hats, like the balloon hats. <laughs> like that wouldn't have worked in black and white. Just the colors. I'm like, ah. Like, I f- mm-hmm. like, did you feel like the colors were just too loud? Um, for the monsters, it was definitely very bright, you know, for, for that. Yeah. I, I'll, 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 I'll agree with that. Okay. So what are your thoughts? Cause I've, I've uh, definitely got more, but let's, let's, let's make this. Oh, okay. Um, myself, I, I know a lot of people are going to criticize it for it being too campy, but that makes me think though, like that's kind of the idea oh it's absolutely the idea i i thought that herman munster jeff daniel phillips his camp was spot on there were a couple times where i felt like it was over the top or weird but i just think that was just poor writing on the rest of the script um Mm -hmm. but it's also one of those things that if they do i i would honestly like to see them do a series with Mm -hmm. with these with these actors and actresses like I would really like to see a series with this cast um, because I think they could really work out some storylines and, and really, really, really give us what, what we're all looking for. I, I honestly think like, like some of the tantrum scenes he did um, when he do the jokes, I, I, I really think he nailed it. I think he nailed the Herman Munster character. Mm-hmm. At least, at least a younger version, which yeah. is exactly which is exactly what this is supposed to be. It's yeah. actually a, a prequel to the series. It's how it's how Herman and Lily got got together, yeah. and you know, it was it it, it was pre kids, and all and all that. So it's like, well, I I kind of think that was the idea with it. Um, there's a lot there. There there was some stuff. Like I don't know what the audience really was going. Like I, w- I would assume though I, sh- I, I should say the audience for this like has to be Gen X, like you and me and people more our age that okay. either, or or even older that watched the Munsters first run, or we caught it as kids during reruns. Yeah, I remember like you know it was on after school. You know, on the on on the weekdays and all that, because there's just, there's just I just don't see this going. Like, if you're if if you're um even a millennial, never mind a teenager, okay, you're gonna be lost with this. You're you're probably gonna be like, okay, I don't get this. Like, I know it was an old show, but it 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 didn't it didn't come across as anything that all generations could could get no no and and honestly i think a lot of the humor is very gen x clerks kind of humor mm -hmm. you know and mall rats like like some some of that kevin smith kind of stuff (laughs) those kind of gags Um, and when like when herman's yelling out car 54 where are you oh god that was so (laughs) yeah like Um, you get it i get it yeah nobody younger than us is gonna figure that out no one no 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 one and and, because because we were probably like right on the last bit of people that are going to understand that gag. Right. You know, um, 
Because the the actor that played Herman Munster was also in Car Fifty Four. Mm-hmm. Like like so so that was just so so many layers to that joke, you know. Now here in the states on Peacock, the streaming service for Universal, um, you've been able to get the Munsters for the past couple of years. Oh wow! So I've been watching all the old episodes, um, and introducing my kids to it. My kids really aren't getting it yet. And I'm right. watching my kids watch it, and they're just not getting it. I'm like, huh? Like I can't figure out what they're not getting. And I'm trying. I'm, and, but because I'm trying to figure out, I'm like, well, why isn't you know, like they should understand these things. I'm like, well, why don't they? And then I mean, as I watch them, I'm like, okay, this is completely explained to me why I am the way I am because right. this is what I grew up watching, like. Yeah, when you see Eddie with his little Wolfman doll and like like the owls and the vultures and stuff, like no wonder I had a stuffed vulture as a kid. Like you know, other kids had teddy bears and things. I had stuffed dragons and stuffed vultures. You know, as a young child, sorry, <laughs> I had a stuffed vulture, right? So you know, like like, like I, I watch these, I'm like, oh, this is really explaining a lot. But the like the depressing thing is. I can't be the only kid that saw this and there should be more people like me in theory, (laughs) but I feel so alone, (laughs) you know? (laughs) So yeah, yeah, that, that's been kind of crazy. So how did you feel about Lily Munster? Uh, it It was actually kind of funny. The very first thing, as I'm putting the DVD into the machine, the very first thing that Mrs. Snowy said was, so how is Zombie going to show his wife's ass in this? Like the way, you know, with her costumes and all that, it doesn't leave very much to, you know, it leaves everything to the imagination. Like, I don't know, Zombie has that bizarre fetish of showing his wife's ass and all that. So it's like, well, I don't know, it's it's a PG movie. So <laughs> I guess we're out of luck. I guess that's just not happening, you know, which... Which okay, that's fine because this is this is what I wanted. I wanted like the PG month at 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 the latest. I didn't want um, you know a Rob Zombie splatter fest. Oh yeah, I I have never been more thankful to not see tits in my here. life. Um, oh, I'm back. Okay, so I'll I'll repeat that so you, so you can hear it. But I said I I've never been more thankful to not see tits. Like, yeah, I was uh-huh. I, when when you know they they were teasing zombie and monsters. I'm like, oh, I don't want nudity. I don't want a splatter fest. I I don't want gore. Like, I want the monsters, and I want somebody to do it well, you know. And mm-hmm. and I really think think that he did. But here's here my my biggest beef with with everything was Lily, right? And she mm-hmm. got better through the movie. Um, and I think part of this is I honestly don't know what Sherry Moon Zombie's normal voice sounds like. I, I don't know what her real voice sounds like. So I don't know if this performance was just close to her voice. But I think that she was way too over the top. Oh, Herman. And, and like when she when she's having like the date with the Nosferatu t- kind of guy at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh t- tell me about the plague. Oh, you have rat. Just the way she's delivering. I'm like. Uh, like no you need to back up like that's yeah. not how lily munster sounded like like, like it, you didn't have to because and i mean if that's the the 
the way her voice sounds like that's the pitch of her voice, nothing we can do. But it, to me, it felt like she was trying to fake like a higher pitched voice kind of thing. And that's, mm-hmm. that's not what Lily did. Lily had inflection. Oh, Herman, come now, darling. You know, like, like there's, there's different things that are going on like that. Yeah. Yeah. I could, I, I could definitely see that for the most part though. Like, yeah. Like Sherry Moon zombie, she gets a lot of flack. Okay, so what, for yeah, this or in general? Well, just for it, just in general, like okay. people just don't don't seem to like what she's doing very very much. Although you know, I guess there is a number of Rob Zombie films that have gotten over big, like especially with with horror film fans. But she just, I don't know what it is. There there are times. Where she's a fantastic actress, and then there's times where you know not not so much. And I think, I you're you're right. She was a little OTT with trying to nail the monster, and sometimes when you try too hard, yeah, and all that. But for the most part, that's kind of a small small criticism. There 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 were some parts right where it was. I was just hooked right in and yes. one of the highlights yeah one of those highlights where i was hooked the most was they arrive to the u.s on halloween so they see their neighborhood and the halloween party is going on yes so that's that's normal to them yes Okay. Now the next day. Oh my goodness! And the next all, day was amazing. It's it's white picket fences, yeah. you know, and it's it's Americana, and you know, it's 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 the suburbs, and just oh my god, it's horrible out there. Yes, <laughs> and all that. Yeah, and and that 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 reflects how I've been, and I've said shit like that many many times it's like you know i don't want to be friends you know with the johnsons next door those people are creepy well, and that's <laughs> just it like i i think there's a little bit of that tongue-in-cheek yeah because i mean because yes they they kind of did that joke in the in the monsters the original series but i honestly think there's a little little bit of of tongue-in-cheek because of zombie himself being an outsider you know, mm-hmm. as being being you know a metal guy and into all the horror stuff, you know he was definitely an outsider, like the, the a lot of us metalheads are. You know, and mm-hmm. so it's kind of like, oh my goodness, the horror. You know, these normal people, kind of thing. So, <laughs> yeah, I I really dug that. But but like um, like like the one scene where she's like, I want a man that that's like a stake to the heart, and like <laughs> that that's like just the delivery of that if it like if i could have been directing like no no like 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 i just drop drop it down a little bit it's got to be a little more authority because you know lily munster while well especially like in the in in this in the 60s right if you think about leave it to beaver right and Mm -hmm. what was going on as far as like the family is the family unit is that what i'm looking for um, mm-hmm. the family dynamics, you know, the woman was submissive. The man was the breadwinner, right? Right. But if you think about Lily Munster, she really wasn't submissive, mm-hmm. right? She was really the glue that kept it all together. And, and sure, Herman went out and, and worked on stuff 
you know, and, and he, he was the, the money winner. But I mean, when it came to decisions, Lily was kind of the brains. And and I, I think that that assertiveness was kind of lost sometimes because there are times where I'm like, OK, she nailed it. And like I've never seen um, I don't think I've seen any of Zombies other films. Um, and so I've definitely not seen Sherry Moon. And I, I think I need to see her in something else. Because, because mm-hmm. like I said, if, if this is just how she is, well, then I can accept it. But if she was purposely taking over the top, like, I mean, Rob grew up with the monsters like we did. Dude, mm-hmm. you know, you should have you, you, you should have directed a little more there, buddy. Yeah. Well, maybe that's the same. They Maybe they have the same dynamic, you know, in the zombie right, house. Exactly. It's the, the monster house. <laughs> I guess guess Sherry's wearing the pants. Oh, okay, which, yeah, there we go. Which, you know what? Which you I, I've right had around. smart ass guys say to me like, "Hey man, who wears the pants in your in 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 your house?" And I'll say, "You know what? Our relationship works best when neither of us have any pants on." And that just shuts God, everyone right up. You that's know? the yeah. best answer. That's that it is. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> Yeah, because then you just have that. You see the look on their face, like, uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. So, yeah. Um, with with as well with Sherry Moon Zombie. Yeah. Okay. You see memes, you know, and pictures on on the internet of Morticia Adams, Lily Munster, Elvira. And vamp, vamp, vampira, you know, they're the the ghoul girls and all yeah. that. Twenty years from now, when these when these little pieces of artwork are being re- recreated, no matter how, if this if there are going to be a number of sequels, which that's the with the way this being a prequel and the way it ended, okay. There, I expect there to be more. We're not going to be seeing Moon Zombie, right? Her version of Munster, right next to these other iconic characters. It's just, it's, it's, it's just not going to happen. I don't think this is, this is, this is not the Lily Munster for the ages. The original will, will still be. And speaking of Elvira, yeah, we would definitely be remiss. Oh, we right. Mention, if we didn't mention Cassandra Peterson. Oh, yeah. Yeah, as the real estate agent. Right. <laughs> and she's completely unrecognizable, which is uh-huh. um, just wonderful and amazing because, you know, she has created such a character with Elvira that you can't see her as anything else. She can completely blend into society and we're never going to know. Right, and I love right, it. and that's that is kind of a staple for Rob Zombie films. Who, um, there, there's a lot of cameos throughout his throughout his movies from people that you really might not suspect, and you don't really know that it's them unless you're really, really paying attention. You know, like um, um, D D Wallace Stone, like the mom from E. T. is in some of his you know, has been in a couple of his bloody horror movies in which she got sliced and diced and all that, you know, like, and it works, it works so well that way. And it worked great with Peterson. Like if, if this, if there was an Elvira cameo, 
like when she's she's all done up for some reason i don't know it would have been huh. you know as much as i love elvira i think i would really just love to see peterson well what here's what it, i think would have been hysterical is um you know you have cassandra peterson then she's dressed up in the in the her halloween costume at the end but how cool would it have been to have somebody else on the street dressed up as elvira Oh, that would have worked. See, that would have been, been perfect. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I could go I could go for yeah. that. Okay, so can we talk about the, the, the complete hidden gem, but Grandpa? Right. Daniel, Daniel Roebuck nailed Grandpa. <laughs> nailed, nailed it. Like, like <laughs> I... He, like that that was probably the the only performance where I'm like, nah, I got nothing wrong here. Like the 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 one the one thing that I would complain about was like the scene where um Igor is helping him crack his back earlier. You know, I'm like, I'm like, this is ridiculous. What's what's like yeah, even the second time around, I'm like, I don't think I can understand what the point of this is. But it I, but it's I don't know. It's probably gonna be one of those things by the fifth time I watch it, I'm gonna find it funny. But dude, Daniel Roebuck is the count. You know, or as, uh, or no, he wasn't the count. Who was grandpa? He was grandpa. Yeah, but he, he was, was the count at first. He okay. doesn't become, he, he doesn't become grandpa until. Oh, well, that's there's, right. There's, that's there's, right. There's You're grandkids. Right. Yeah, that's right. The count. Okay. But dude, he was so good. Mm-hmm. He, he just absolutely nailed it. Like absolutely nailed it. <laughs> you could, you could kind of being a father of a daughter like it's like he he just he didn't like herman right from the start oh yeah you know and that's kind of like the father's prerogative you have to earn that man's respect yeah you know because that's just the way we are okay you know? how about all i and they managed to do like i think every guest appearance of a monster that was in the monsters like uncle <laughs> gill uh-huh like that made my day just right there. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh man, Uncle Gil and like um, Lily's brother, and I'm just like, man, like, <laughs> there was there's so many great things, and by doing this movie and kind of setting us up with those elements, like I said, that there, I I don't think I want to see another movie. I would like to see series or even like you know, one shot, one hour things. Right. Um, because cause there's uh, the story arc in this w- was a little twi- twisty turny. Like, and I, I feel if they would have broken it up into like 30 minute episodes, it, it might have been better, you know? Okay. But I don't know. That, you would have liked that's, that's a, a series. I think know, like, so. I think I prefer this as a series. That's fair. That's fair. The ending kind of left me a little flat at first. I was kind of like, wait. That's it, you know. It was kind of seemed very. Oh yeah, it was really abrupt. Yeah, yeah. But then I thought about it. It's like, oh no, they've they're they've now. This is exactly how it should end, you know. They're they've just been they're they are now part of normal Americana. Yeah. Okay, and that's that was actually the perfect way to end now maybe they should have done something to transition from boom to credits because yeah you're right a 
abrupt was definitely the word, but like, like, like I said, at first I was like, really? But then it's like, no, actually when you think about it, you know, because now it's them in the, them in the suburbs and that's where the series can now, can now, now take off. It was actually quite clever when you gave it some thought. Yes. You know, at, at the moment, you're like, what the fuck? But no, no. So, yeah, I'm actually kind of glad that we didn't get it uh, onto uh, Netflix up here because, you know, I guess I was going to be buying, you know, a um, a physical copy anyways, but I took a chance. Okay. And we, like we said, we've said this, we've done this a lot on 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 this show where in the past we've bought albums based on a review in metal maniacs or forces or you know just the album cover what what label it's on i took a chance with this i saw a trailer and i took i just i had faith in rob zombie and for the most part yeah i enjoyed it i enjoyed it you know, if we were to do kind of like a, a very metal ratings, what what do you say? Horns up, horns down, oh, horns in the middle. Horns up, dude. Definitely, yeah. Because, like I said, I I it 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 gets better. Like I watch it again, I'm like, oh no, this is getting funnier. And I'm thinking, I'm like, oh, okay, this is probably better writing than I realized. Because like the first time, I didn't know. Like I said, I just didn't quite know what to expect. And now it just keeps keeps getting better the more I watch it. Um, I ordered from Fright Rags. They just released the Herman Munster and the Punk Rods T-shirt, so I had to get that <laughs> because mm-hmm. it's, it's it's fantastic. Because that's probably one of my favorite scenes of the entire movie. It just kills me, you know. Mm-hmm. Were you able to give the soundtrack a spin? Oh yeah, it's as much as you could, like on its own. Yeah. I did too, as as much as much as I could off off of YouTube. That. That is going to be a given as soon as I find that on CD, which it's it's it, it's got to be available sometime, and I just haven't found it. I'm definitely going to grab that. Um, any any other things before we kind of get into some recommendations and some music here that you might want to you might want to discuss? Let's see here. I'm scrolling scrolling through the cast list real quick. Nah, man, I think I'm good. Like, I, I think we've said it. And definitely, definitely worth your time. You know, for anyone who's on the fence, go watch it. Right on, right on. For sure, for sure. Just some recommends here for your Halloweening, shall we say. I'm glad we kind of mentioned Elvira. Like, this is a character that, that's just exudes Halloween, obviously. And I'm really digging... The Elvira in Horrorland series, courtesy of Dynamite Comics, right now, where it's basically every episode, and I think it's only going to be a six-issue miniseries, but every every issue, it's her landing in a classic... Well, they don't actually say it for copyright reasons, but it's her ending up in a classic horror movie. Oh, rock on, dude. And yeah, it it works really well. She was in the The Shining, Friday the 13th, Alien, 
Okay, and I'm really digging that. So, yeah, courtesy of Dynamite. And Dynamite Comics, man. Like, we were, the last time I was in the shop with my brood and all that, we were talking about, you know, because as much as my wife is a Marvel girl, like, she loves the Marvel movies and all that, she buys more DC comics, to which I like to river about and all that. Myself, though, like, I probably buy more more um dynamite than dc or marvel like they're just they're just yeah there's some absolutely fantastic titles so yeah you're gonna want to check out elvira in horrorland um but marvel um is is contributing to the season shall we say i got it right here in my hot little fists, but they released a uh, reproduction of the first issue of Tomb of Dracula. Oh, no way. Yeah, as you may recall, in the 70s, like when we were kids, because Dracula is, you know, public domain, everybody and their mother was cashing in on the name and all that, and Marvel was no exception. They... You know, hey, Dracula, it's a tried and true commodity. Why not? And it worked for the longest time. So when I saw that on the on on on, on the rack, it's like, okay, I gotta do that. Uh, American Mythologies Comics, the first issue. Well, they call it number one. Okay, but I I d I don't know exactly sometimes chronologically or this the way they that they put things out some of these more independent comics some companies they kind of have their own way of doing things but um victor crowley's hatchet i don't think it's a series anymore but kind of like a series of one shots i think that's that's what this um this company was doing i don't know how familiar you wouldn't probably you wouldn't know the hatchet movies no at, it, like, at it, all it because... rings a bell like i think i've probably heard of them but i don't i know I haven't okay seen well it's Vic, victor crowley it's it's the it's the jason Voorhees of of two for today's generation if you had half the budget and about 10 times the gore <laughs> gotcha. okay like gotcha. that's yeah. that's that's what the hatchet that's what Victor Crowley is, and there's been a couple series as well. Um, the Archie man, it just keeps getting better and better, and it just it it's not your dad's Archie anymore. I'm I'm binging the Riverdale. Oh, the series. series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On uh, on net on on Netflix, and I did the whole Sabrina series, which that's not for kids. Holy shit, <laughs> you know, but um, the Archie horror spinoff um, for the whole for the whole Ar- Archie world. They have two uh, two new one shots, the weirder mysteries. Welcome okay. to the paranormal and fear in the fun house. Dude, okay. I want more um, Jughead, the hunger and Vampironica. Yeah, stuff like that. I need you know. more of those. So mm-hmm. much more of those. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. And if you want to get something for your youngin, 
and all that, but you kind of want to stay in the spirit of it. Um, a regular Archie di Digest so celebrating the, the 60th. I just held it up like this was a video show. The, <laughs> the, six, the 60th anniversary of Sabrina herself, a Digest, you know, de dedicated exclusive to her. And it's like, okay, yeah, I'll definitely want to pick this up again. Like, that's what this, the, this, this whole adult Archie has i've i've re i've reestablished my love of betty and veronica i've been buying all of their uh their their digests i think they come out every other month and all that and i've picked up a couple while in the comic shops a couple older issues and all that so yeah i'm really digging it you're gonna want to um check those out something for the whole family there. Uh, maybe it's time for some tunes here. Uh, you probably couldn't have a Halloween episode, dude, without the mighty Hallow's Eve, obviously. Awesome, awesome. Old school thrash from the 80s. Let's go back. I guess it was 1986 now. Holy jeez. Their debut Tales of Terror album. This is Horror Show. Give my dreams! 
lock your doors. But you can't lock the madman out of your mind.
back of the latest horror hound magazine there was an advertisement for one joe riley and they kind of had him hyping him up as kind of like an an 80s a throwback to the 80s sound but with a modern a modern flair and a love of all things horror from his act the axe man released that was a psycho clown and before that dude had to do an exhumed track, you know, Mr. Mr. Matt Harvey from Exhumed. Okay, been multi, multi-time um, alum here on Radioactive Metal. Their new record dropped just recently, To the Dead. Great, great stuff. So we had to drop a track from him, as always. And we got to get, we, we have to get Mr. Harvey on again. We probably should have had him on already you know before the record was was dropping but ah you know it just just kind of never happened but soon enough always always great stuff and he's just he's just a lover of halloween as well you know like that 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 that's the thing about this holiday okay it just it just goes with metal and punk so well like you ask you ask any dyed in the wool metalhead, like, what's your favorite holiday, man? And they're gonna say Halloween. You know, and like, why not? Why not? Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Let's keep the party going on here with a couple recommends in the back of, you know, in that same new issue of Horror Hound. Um, there was an article on a really cool documentary. I haven't seen it yet. Okay, and speaking of all the love, speaking of the love of metal and horror and all all of that good stuff, I haven't seen this documentary. I did I did catch the trailer though. It's called "The History of Metal and Horror." Really? Which is which? Yeah, yeah. It looked it looks really interesting. Where it's basically. A bunch of talking heads talking about if they're a if they're a metal musician, they talk about how they first discovered horror, and if they're part of the if they're part of the horror community, it seems like they kind of are discussing um, how they feel metal and and horror are connected, and it's just a wicked laundry list of people that you know have 
a strong connection with both, including Rob Zombie, okay, Alice Cooper, Blothar from Guar, John Five, Doug Bradley, who was the original Pinhead in the in the Hellraiser movies, gotcha. Danny Filth, Scott Ian, obviously big big, big horror film fanatic. Scream Queen Linnea Quigley and Kirk Hammett as well. These are all talking heads in this documentary. It looks amazing. If Kirk and wasn't I, I in can't... there, I would have been so disappointed. So, so disappointed. Yeah, yeah. And it was so, I thought it was so cool. As a Linnea Quigley fan, okay, the fact that someone thought to include her because it's like, yeah, it's like she's the, the 80s Scream Queen and all that. But, they were super underground movies, you know, like it's not like everyone knew what Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers was or Creepazoids or even her role in Silent Night, Deadly Night. She's just not that mainstream character or mainstream actress. Someone that tells me, OK, the producers of this doc know their shit. Yeah. OK, because I, I'm a firm believer in that. It's just like. Someone wants to talk to me about music, about metal. Okay. Oh, you're just some normie? Okay. But, oh, you over here? Oh, you do a podcast? Okay. And you know more obscure stuff? I think I'm going to listen to you more than this person over here. You know, just... It's just... That makes sense. It's very reflective of that. So, yeah, it's definitely... On my list of recommends, the um, the history of metal and horror. I can't wait to, to check it out myself. So speaking of obscure stuff, did you see that post um, by the Hard Times about punk bird watcher watching birds you've probably never heard of? <laughs> Gatekeeping bird watching, are we, dude? I, like, and what's funny is like I thought about you because you're you're always finding the most most obscure fun music right like you are right. you are scour you are ahead of the rest of the world right and so i saw that and the first thing i did is screen grab it and send it to rock i'm like dude this is snowy <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely use a bird watcher i uh, what, what birds you can watch and say ah you've never heard of them <laughs> that's right that's right yeah, well, that- yeah you're just watching the normie birds like, like now i'm watching some different birds <laughs> that's right <laughs> That's right. And I was actually and I'm kind of glad in the, I don't I don't know if this is actually gatekeeping or anything. But as I was just just earlier today, talk when I had these normies say, you know, what'd you do last night? How you I heard you went out to the show or whatever. And I'd be like, OK, you've you've I, I can pretty much take a wild guess that you've never heard of ska music. And all of the normies just kind of like, what? Huh? Huh? And it's like, it's not it's like I've actually had people, and I've said this on the show before, where I've, um, I've, uh, is same, same, same idea. You went to a concert last night. Who is your latest interview? Well, you've never heard of them. Well, sure I have. I'm sure I have. No, no. You know, I'm pretty sure you haven't. Well, how how do you know? You don't know what I know. Well, I know this music well enough. 
And I know you well enough. Okay. So two and two equals, yeah, you've never heard of this obscure band. And so I was going through all of that today with, with the whole ska thing as well. Yeah. Oh, did I lose you here? No, no, no. Of... No, I'm still here. Okay. Oh, yeah. It seemed like I was kind of having a bit of technical difficulties. Yeah, yeah, you're, yeah. <laughs> you're right. I've, I've often said I've been ahead of the curve, especially when it comes to music and, you know, like 80s, 80s metal and hardcore and all that. Now, there are so many bands that have broken through into the mainstream that hey man i was touting these bands for years and all that yeah yeah um speaking about music but some recommends here in terms of uh in terms of what what music to listen to and I like I I had the potential here to just list off about 500 albums and I really didn't want to do that. So, I'm going to kind of keep it down to one or two for the sake of this conversation. The King Diamond's Abigail record, oh. the second King Diamond record. It's actually recently celebrated its 35th 35th. Holy shit, let that sink in. It's 35th anniversary. That's when and it I was, feel old. Uh, and of course, this was a concept album, and I'm not going to get into it and all that, but the whole album tells a story. It's, it's almost a movie or a book all put to music, and it makes for a really good Halloween story, the story of Abigail. Yeah, you definitely should check that out. And... Like if you if, if you already have it, which you should, if you're listening to radioactive metal, slap it on this weekend. Turn the lights down. Maybe light some candles. Put the headphones on. Have a seance. Have a have a seance. Yeah. Well, you know, if you're you know if you're listening to that that heavy mental stuff, you know, you're already worshiping the devil and all that. Yeah. So it's definitely an album you're going to want to do that with as well as typo negatives bloody kisses oh that's a good one yeah that's 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 the type of album that you can also like list like okay even even if you have if your spouse okay isn't really into you know like mrs noise she likes her metal and all that but she's not really into the brutal death or a lot of the hardcore or anything like that but the the bloody kiss is pretty much anything from typo negative you know that that's those are the albums that we can sit down and enjoy together as a couple like because it's something that's accessible easy enough for her to digest but it's just you know it's it's just got enough of the good stuff for me to really enjoy and speaking of ahead of the curve and typo negative and all that, of course, typo negative. Okay, in the in the mid to late '80s, were they started off like a man of war type metal band called Carnivore. Yep, I remember that. Their with their debut record. That's that's when I first discovered Pete Steele. Was that first Carnivore record? Then their next record, Retaliation. They went more into a New York hardcore vein, eventually splitting 
typo negative was was born and the rest is history and of course we've lost pete Steele now oh i can't remember exactly for how long it's been too long although it doesn't seem that way of course the surviving members of carnivore are off doing their thing as well so, so yeah um darn it what was i gonna say here Ah, Darn. Never mind, lost it. Watch, watch the language. Man. I know, Darn. I know, I lost it. <laughs> oh, no, fair enough, fair enough. What are you drinking? Or are Absolutely you? nothing. No? Absolutely nothing, because um, I am doing a race. I, ha- I have a goal, Snowy. I have a goal. Next year, I've figured out next year's Halloween costume. And th- this is probably going to be... This costume is, is if, if this doesn't help me get down to my goal weight that I've been trying to for a couple of years now, nothing will. I've decided that next year for Halloween in 2023, I'm going to go as Lucifer Morningstar. Ah, okay. And really to be Lucifer, I just need to be thin. I don't even need to be ripped. I'm not talking season four Lucifer Morningstar, right? Okay. I'm talking season one. You know, so I just need to look good in a nice suit and carry around a glass of scotch and speak with a British accent and say things like, oh, my dad, you know, <laughs> right on. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. so that that's my goal. And because of that, I found. So have you seen on Facebook and this this started with with the pandemic, but like all these virtual races, because, you know, you had all these runners that were always entering these different races and they'd had their collection of medals and things, you know, and you pay your entry fee and you get this cool little swag at the end of the race. Mm-hmm. Well, they started doing these things virtually, you know, and I see them every now and then virtual turkey trots and they have medals. Well, they finally got me, Snowy. They finally got me because there was a werewolf encounter. Ooh. And it's a 27-mile race. I have 20 miles done already. And um, every so many miles, there's a check-in and there's a video. So they it sounded cooler than what it's been, but it's still cool, if that makes sense, right? So I, I've, I've done other virtual races and things like that through other apps and things. Um, they were all free. This is the first one I've actually paid for. But I, I bought the um, the medal at the to get at the end of the race, and a T-shirt um, because because of the design. And I really this is a way for people to show show merchandise. But I'm okay with it because it's cool design work. Like they had another, um, there's another like haunted house race or some sort of Halloween race. It was just this awesome set of jack o' lanterns. If, mm-hmm. if they hadn't sold out of that merch, I'd be doing that race right now because it's just cool, uh-huh. you know. But what what I would like to see, right? So let's see here. Let's, let's see if I've got a description of the race. Because um, it, it, it's, it's called the Werewolf Encounter. You're racing through Germany. And when they described it, I thought there was going to be more werewolf stuff. So you get to a couple checkpoints and they have a video prepared and it gives you good werewolf folklore. But I was honestly expecting a storyline uh, just with the way that the description was, you know, kind of, kind of posed for that 
as you run along, like every couple miles, there's going to be like some sort of storyline about you're being chased by a werewolf. Mm-hmm. Which way do you go kind of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. So I would like to see that sort of thing beef up. Um, but I, I, I like the idea. Like it's, it's cool, but I think they could honestly do it better. I think you could do it better, but I'm still excited. You know, I can't wait to finish and get my werewolf merchandise. And, but I mean, that's, that is certainly one way to always, to get me fit is to, you know, have yeah. mon- monster themed races, hey, you know, for sure. For sure. That, that's, that's good motivation. Good motivation. Yeah. Yeah. And of course you want to talk about motivation for uh, certain music artists. Well, the Halloween season is definitely that for artists like Mr. Slasher Dave. He of Acid Witch fame. Here's, of course, Acid Witch have a string of awesome records. Great band. You know, we played them many times. We'll get to them a little bit soon enough but slasher dave himself you know it just i don't know this this october his solo stuff gets really cool and gets really creative he just dropped a new track called disco drac (laughs) Uh, yeah and it's exactly what you think it is so without further ado this is slasher dave Happy Halloween, dude, with Disco Drac. Disco dancing. 
Mom and Dad. I've been at a sleepaway camp for almost three weeks. And I'm getting very scared. Welcome to sleepaway camp. Someone is watching you. Hey, Baba, Reba! Someone is waiting for you. Someone wants to scare you to death. Sleepaway camp. You won't be coming home.
couple of years ago, Mr. King Fowley and the Mighty Deceased released their Thrash Times at Ridgemont High covers compilation. And if I was going to drop a track off of that record, dude, I have to do his version of Sacrifices, Sacrifice. Great stuff, great stuff. And you can tell, like, just like we've had Foley, we've had, we've had Fowley on, on, on this show. And I've read, read so many interviews and just so many video interviews I've watched with him he's one of those guys that has that genuine genuine love of metal and horror if i was to do like a history of metal and horror type documentary myself he's definitely a guy you would have to have on because the guy is an encyclopedia of both like it's it's absolutely crazy it's absolutely crazy so yeah we definitely have to have the king back on again and before that well, if we played some Slasher Dave, dude, we got to do some Acid Witch. Awesome new record, Rot Among Us. That was the title track. Great stuff, great stuff. All this available now. Run, don't walk. Run like you were being chased by a werewolf. <laughs> and, and grab all of this really cool stuff. Uh, before we start trying to bring in this crazy train into the station i figure um we want to give a shout out okay like we always talk about how radioactive metal is proud members of the shining wizards network oh yeah here one of our cohorts within the network is the midnight jury the midnight jury podcast mike noringonger and calvin brody have been the the hosts of of that have been you know they've they've had some hosts throughout the years uh, off and on but these two gentlemen you know seem to be the current mainstays and what the midnight jury concept is is they review films from the um from the 80s 80s and 90s and they're both huge horror fans they do a lot they do a lot of horror with it so it's always a good time you know when i when i tune in and every once in a while they drop because you know they mr norenganger he's he's a dad now and he's got a family and he has a variety of other interests so i understand when podcasters can't do the schedule that we do so every once in a while Instead of just being silent, they'll re-release one of their older, older, uh, older episodes. Right now, up is a re-release of you know of our Red Knight Jury classic, talking the first Scream movie. Oh wow! Which which is which is an absolute classic. Like there's like you you have the Freddies, you have the Jasons, and now like Ghostface, he's he's up there. You know? That movie, that, that first one, really was fantastic. It was phenomenal. And it wasn't just because, you know, I liked the slice and dice and butchering, you know, teenage, teenagers and all that. It's just, it is a wicked homage to the slasher films. Yeah. And it was so well written. It was so well done. 
you know, those type, you know, including they even had the Fonz, Henry Winkler. Yeah. In the Rob Zombie type type cameo with it, you know, and of course, Wes Craven himself dressed, you know, as Fred, the uh, the janitor with the with with the sweater and the fedora and, and all that. It's just those cheeky little nods and homages to the, the the slasher film and it was just it's incredible like not every it didn't need to be a franchise okay not every one of these movies like i enjoy i love the first one we enjoyed the second one after that they start to get a little fuzzy i need a reminder ab- about them and yeah. what happened and and all that but yeah you're absolutely right that first one was phenomenal and Thanks, guys, at the Midnight Jury for going back, back in time and just supplying me with the entertainment of talking about that amazing film and all that. I think, did we ever mention, here's another one of my recommends, okay, What's, was it on the air or it might have been a personal conversation where I was talking about, okay, when we were kids, and here's a lesson in ancient pop culture for the youngins okay when 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 we were kids there were these read-along booking records oh yeah we've talked about this yeah was was it on the air yeah well i I think so but there are times i honestly don't remember what we're recording okay okay because i'm going to recommend this and it's available on youtube now okay now what what the read-along book and records were it was like it was a a, in book form a comic book form and you had a vinyl record with the narration and the sound effects from superheroes or movies like i had um i've had spider-man i had captain america with the with the dragons from space no, mine was uh, Spider-Man, and it was with Dr. Kurt Connors. Mm. Okay, cool. Yeah, uh, the, the Lizard was always one of my favorites in Spider-Man. Right. Oh, of course, yeah. Def- definitely one of the mainstays there. So, yeah, it was basically Power Records was one of those companies that that that, that made a lot of these. One of my favorites... Okay, and I just, I wish I still had this, and I, I would love nothing more to walk into old gold vintage vinyl and finding another another copy of this, because they've actually brought in some uh, some Wonder Woman and some Spider-Man and, like, back on their shelves, and I've, and I've, I've snapped them up right away, but an old favorite of mine was called a story of Dracula, Frankenstein, and Wolfman. Oh, rock on, dude. Yeah, yeah. And it was a big, big full-length book in a comic form. And I remember I just, I, I used to list, like, I would, I would play the whole thing, side one, flip it over, play it again. I'm done. Go back, side one, flip it over, side two, and just... I've had some nights as a kid where I just, you know, just listened to this all all night. And it's definitely something that you can share with the kiddies, maybe on Halloween night, 
maybe the night the night before Halloween, you know, if you have everyone has a if you have a Roku and you have, you know, YouTube on your TV and all that, look for a story of Dracula, Frankenstein, and Wolfman. Full book and record ring read along. Look that up. And it gives you uh, the the panels of the comic book and the whole record. That's awesome. Oh, it is absolutely fantastic. And you, like, just never mind the kids. Like, dude, you alone, oh, yeah. okay, are really going to dig this. As a matter of fact, it's got my, I'm thinking as soon as I'm done here, probably going to pour a couple more fireballs here and check that out again. Um Oh, oh shit, I forgot to mention, I didn't get a chance to see it. I'm going to do that this weekend. But when I was talking about the King Diamond Abigail album, okay, I found something else while I was pissing around on YouTube, okay, where there is, how do I describe it? It's kind of like um, an animated movie version of the Abigail record. I think what it is is the 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 animation the characters and all that are going to reflect the lyrics at that moment oh wow it looks it looked really really cool i was about to step out to work when i accidentally stumbled on it. it's like oh i don't have 40 minutes for this okay the next time we we get together it's definitely going to be a part of my metal fix yeah if i guess if you just look up King Diamond, Abigail, animated feature. You're going to find it. I know you dig the Canadian Psycho Billy, Billy Rock. I don't know, whatever you want to call it. The Creep Show. Oh, love those guys. Yeah. You love those guys. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how about we get into some Creep show here seeing as well half of us are canadian here and this is the halloween episode so here's the mighty creep show with sticks and stones
sure. I asked the man, I asked them to stay for a while. They agreed, they sat for a tea, both drinking with a smile. But I felt this pound deep inside my head and I tried to cover the pain. I heard it, it just so I stopped, but I confess that's too insane. punk icons the forgotten rebels man if they were known for anything it was their twisted sense of humor that was the forgotten rebels with i got an axe great stuff i love I, oh i love it i love it when mickey DeSatis just gets fucking demented like that oh fantastic stuff i don't know why we haven't had mickey on the show been a huge fan for decades now fantastic stuff and before that had to go into the snowy vaults there grabbed the beyond possession seven inch single telltale heart that was the title track great stuff great stuff like that's 
you know, Edgar Allan Poe, the Telltale Heart. Like that's always some some great stuff. And I'm sure just a number a number of metal songs just were inspired by great great authors like that as well. So yeah, and I don't know why we haven't I'm in contact with Phil from Beyond Beyond Possession on Facebook and all that. Like we we gotta get him on. I don't know why we haven't had them on truly truly one of those iconic bands that the whole 80s crossover your your dri your suicidal tendencies and all that beyond possession were were deep in that conversation so yeah great stuff there well my friend just about time to bring this into um, in, to bring this crazy train into the station here, but um, before we go, uh, it'll be after the fact. But I want to know now. Yeah. What's um? Oh no, no, it won't be. What am I thinking? We're doing things a little bit different this weekend. What's uh? What's going on for Halloweening in in your neck of the woods? What What are you guys doing? Well. Our Halloween, the one thing that drives me crazy about this area is that they always want to have trick-or-treating on Halloween. And mm-hmm. my thoughts are, if Halloween's on a Monday, we should be trick-or-treating Saturday. You know, like, it, right. trick-or-treat should always be on a Friday or Saturday, in my opinion, so everybody can really party up and enjoy the weekend. Right. Um, but, yeah, so that so that's going on, so we're, we're doing that. We're going to carve pumpkins this weekend. Um Thanks to you, I've been watching Tubi, and ah. I discovered Buck Rogers, and today I happened to watch the um, Buck Rogers Vampire in Space episode. Do you remember that one? <laughs> yeah. A classic episode, and it's so well done. Like, I'm, I'm watching this, and I mean, you know, there's there's definitely things where you're watching, you're like, oh, this is so 70s. You know, <laughs> like some of the mustaches alone. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, my goodness. But then, like... When you, when you kind of ignore that, you just kind of focus on the story and some of the creature makeup. I'm like, oh, this is good. This this is really good. So, mm-hmm. yes, yeah, so that's a good time. So, yeah, really, that that's our plan. We're going to carve pumpkins this weekend, trick-or-treating Monday. Um, can't wait. You know, super excited for it all. What do you do when a teenager knocks on your door without a costume? Um, I still give them candy. But, I mean, my... My my requirement, if if you're going to trick or treat and be a teenager, at least wear a costume. Right. Yeah. And, like, but, now they're... Sorry. Well, I was gonna say like like I, you know, people always always talk about like oh if trick if teenagers are out trick or treating, you know, that means that they chose to do this instead of cause mischief. You know, don't don't turn them away. I'm like, I was trick or treating up until I was 18. Not even kidding. Oh. <laughs> okay, I was right? 13 when I. Oh last, no, dude! I was my 18. My last year was 13. I was 18. The entire neighborhood knew, and they had no problem with it. <laughs> like there was nobody that had a problem with it because, and because again, like my love of Halloween was so well documented, <laughs> you know. <laughs> right. Um. Over the years, like yeah, no, I trick or treated up until I was 18. You know? Right on, right on. Yeah, no, 13, 13 was my last year. And there were actually some, we got doors shut in our face. Nope, you're too old. Oh, no, that okay. was never, never my neighborhood. Never, ever. Never. Yeah, I, I couldn't believe that because like, you're right. There, 
if if a teenager is choosing to do that, then going out and getting into trouble and all that, yeah. you know, which that's probably what we would have been doing if we weren't doing that. You know, in, in hindsight, I fucking should have egged her house. Yeah, but I mean, like, as, dude, as, <laughs> I, you know. I was shooting training until I was 18, but I was wearing a costume. Because I, I wanted right. to dress up. I wanted to be creepy. You know, you like, want that's the oh, thing. Oh, for sure. So, I totally get that. You know, like, like there's older kids that walk around here and trick-or-treat. And I'm like, dude, great costumes. Like, grab some candy. Have a great mm-hmm. night. You know? Oh, for sure. For sure. Now, if you have a teenager that don't doesn't have a costume okay fine i'll still set you up with a snickers bar or whatever but you're gonna earn it and by that i'm just i just ask tell me something you learned in school today you know and then they'll just say oh i learned this in biology class or whatever here you go that's it that's you know if like i'm gonna put you to the test you're you're gonna earn it and there have been some times where i've just i've had he i looked like maybe he was 14 no no costume tell me something you learned in school today nothing oh come on you had to have done something no okay well what 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 classes did you take Uh, i don't know okay here we're done (laughs) here's your chocolate bar now go away (laughs) <laughs> wear a costume know, next year. Yeah, wear a costume <laughs> next year. So, yeah, myself, um, we have the Winnipeg Comic Con coming up Saturday, Saturday afternoon. Yeah, I still have to go and grab my uh, my costume. I've narrowed it down to either Velma from Scooby-Doo or a Camp Crystal Lake camp counselor. Are you going as Velma since she's now a lesbian and that, you know, fits with your sexuality? Maybe. Is that, is that why you chose Velma? Uh, yeah. And it's just, I just, I just kind of pictured myself like, like when I saw it at Spirit, I saw the outfit at Spirit. I just, I pictured myself in it and I said, and I'm not going to shave. Okay. I'm going to get all done up like Velma, but have the big ass beard because my, I've got a full beard now. Because I'm too lazy to shave sometimes, so I figured, okay, it, this this is definitely going to work. So yeah, we're gonna hit we're gonna hit grab grab my costume. We're gonna hit the comic con. That's always a good time. You know, I'll get into more details about that next week. But excuse me, as we can see, it is that time to. Uh, make our way out of here um to get us on out of here how about we drop a track another track from mr king fowley his other band come on we can only go out on a track from october 31st awesome awesome band obviously let's go with the title track from their bury the hatchet record how can uh people get a hold of us well dear snowman radioactivemetal.org all episodes past present and future are hanging out there find us on your favorite podcast app whether that be the itunes podcast app the google play whatever whatever they do on google i'm not an android user guys so <laughs> what, whatever you guys do over there in google um we're there if you use stitcher spreaker insert podcast app name here 
we're there. We triple dog mm-hmm. dare you to not find us on any podcast app because you're not going to be able to succeed. You know, it, it's an exercise in futility. That's right. Prepare to be assimilated. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. check out pictures of things we talk about at Red Metal 666 uh, for Instagram and facebook.com slash radmetal. When I post stuff on Instagram, I also post it to the Facebook. So if you only use one or the other, you know, you don't have to go like, oh, I don't want to go to Instagram. Can't it just be on Facebook? Good news. It's on both. Um, I can't remember what we talked about last week, but I actually remember to post the pictures, I think. Mm-hmm. I feel pretty good about that. Or maybe that was two weeks ago. But now I've right. got pictures of the stuff that we're talking about tonight. I need to post. Oh, my goodness. Before we go... Um, well, no, you know, let me get to the end of all our, all our contact stuff, but I don't let me forget to say the thing that I need to say. Okay. Hopefully, hopefully (laughs) you'll be able to jog my memory, but, um, radmetal666 at gmail.com to drop us a line. And as Snowy said earlier, we are proud members of the Shining Wizards Network, shiningwizardsnetwork.com. Thanks to those fine folks. We're also on Spotify. So you can find us on Spotify by looking for the Shining Wizards, Shining Wizards Network. And that would be all the ways to get a hold of us. And so before we go, um, because when this podcast airs, and I've already put this up on the Facebook page today, um, today, at like October something, as we record. But, uh, and so you need to download this too. Head, head to our Facebook page and get a copy for yourself. There is a company called Refuse Software, right? R-E-F-U-S-E, Refuse software mm-hmm. and they've got some other things and like they've done this now two years in a row and i want to buy their other software but they seem to do a lot of things for pro tools um and i'm not a pro tools user i'm a logic user but the stuff they do that's universal is the spooky meter so last Ooh. year the spooky meter um was a jack-o'-lantern and I'm like, this is the coolest thing ever. I absolutely love this, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I download it. I use it on stuff. And especially like when I'm mixing, you know, um, different things, I just abs- absolutely love having it, right? Well, this year they did the spooky meter too. I'm like, well, how are they going to top that? Well, first of all, they have the hypnotic vertigo style background. It mm-hmm. spins. But this time, uh, instead of being a pumpkin that lights up, this is monster heads that light up. And the different monster heads are the different levels in the meter. And uh, for you, I like check out my Instagram because I I posted a reel for it and I tagged the company. I'm like, guys, you, you knocked it out of the park this year because one of the monster heads is the creature from the Black Lagoon, Uh which I've been talking about like, like, werewolves and the creature from the black lagoon are probably my all-time favorite monsters Mm -hmm. Uh, and godzilla i mean if there would have been a godzilla head on this thing i would have lost my mind but um dude it is the coolest thing and it's free right and that's why i posted it like if you're if you're working with audio it's free it's it's a meter plug-in like all it does is just you know change colors when you're working on on your audio you know clipping all that sort of stuff it's, mm-hmm. it's not going to change your sound. It's nothing fancy like that. It's just something fun to look at while you work, you know? So I like, I'm trying to tell everybody I can about this. Cause I just think it's so stinking cool. 
but I, I, I could not let us um, finish our Halloween episode without talking about the spooky meter because it's awesome. Right on. Right on, right on. So in the meantime and in between time, that's it. This has been a happy Halloween episode of Radioactive Metal. I'm Snowy White. And this is Aaron. Signing off.